Hey friends, welcome back to the show. This is fantastic. This is our last show of 2017. And uh, yeah, I don't know if you're ready to move on to 2018. 2017 at its best looked like Wonder Woman, Get Out, Blade Runner 2049. 2017 at its worst looked like Amityville The Awakening and Chips and Flatliners remake that nobody asked for. So I'm joined by some friends. Who are you guys? Joey Fondle. Hello, Jimmy. Hello, my name is Sam Ball. Hi, it's me, Norm Burns. Tonight, we're going to look back at some shit we watched, some shit that's coming out in 2018, and just kind of reminisce fondly, hopefully. Stay with us. This is Movie Show Theater. Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. Keep the change, you filthy animal. I'm sorry, you just tough talk a dead body? Get busy living, or get busy dying. Keep living, man. L-I-V-I-N. That's goddamn right. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You ain't heard nothing yet. All right, so before we uh, talk about any regrets that we might have of 2017, like Alien Covenant or something, I have some mm. trivia. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yes. Mm. Which of these movies was the number one highest grossing film at the box office this year, worldwide? Beauty and the Beast, Despicable Me 3, or Wonder Woman? Beauty and the Beast. The highest grossing? Mm-hmm. Worldwide? Worldwide, not adjusted for worldwide. inflation. <laughs> Despicable Me 3 made less money than Despicable Me 2, although they weren't. I'm going to say Beauty and the Beast. It is Beauty and the Beast. I'm going to say Wonder Woman. Shut up, Joey. It was actually not Wonder Woman. I'm sorry. I wish ding, ding, so ding, much. I win. <laughs> I wish so much that it was. No, it was, it was Beauty and the Beast. Woo! <laughs> There's wolves. There's wolves. Does he not get thrown off the, the top of the building in that one? Because what sucks... Who, the Beast or Gaston? Gaston. No, he, he gets kicked off, but then he lands on the ledge and comes back later. What a bunch of crap. I don't think he ever dies. What the fuck? Yeah. That's so stupid. I fell asleep like two, three anyways, years because it was shitty. It was one of those that I didn't have any expectations for. I wasn't really expecting to, to love it, so it didn't take much to... Hate it? Yeah. No, not hate it. <laughs> <laughs> you tricked me, Sam! <laughs> Uh, okay, this next one is called Things Are Not Always What They Stream. Okay, we could go on. <laughs> Which of these major streaming services boasts the most film titles? Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hulu, or HBO Go? Amazon Prime. Are we talking original film titles? Uh, no, just feature-length film titles. Gotta be Amazon. Mm-hmm. Wow. Why do you say Amazon? Why do you say Amazon? Because I can look up any old movie on Amazon. And it's true. It's there. Yeah. Does this... Include movies you can rent or buy? Mm-hmm. Oh, Amazon. Just yeah. available. Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Wow. All right. Well, I was shocked. It is Amazon Prime. Woo-hoo. Netflix has 4,335, and Shut Amazon up. Prime has 18,405. And I can still never make a decision. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's 24,000 movies to go through. HBO Go has 487. Oh, I find wow. It is, I find it's easier... To pick a movie on Amazon Prime, if you decide, okay, we're gonna rent, oh, then like really? 
Yeah, it's easier to make decisions. I always go prime. That, the stakes are higher, right? I go free yeah, the, first. the stakes are higher, probably. There's money involved. There's yeah. cash being traded. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Exchanging hands. We get it. That's three, three or four examples. The, Cold, the same hard exact. cash. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, the last one is called Hail to the King. So, this is the number of Stephen King adaptations that were turned into feature films, television series, or miniseries released in 2017. Was it five, six, or eight? Eight. Whoa. Right, hold on. It's not two. two. <laughs> Whatever Norm's already read. Can I, have, can I have the options again? Uh, five, six, or eight? Five. Yeah, yeah that's two. Uh, did the, the time travel one come out this year? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. If I may, it was The Dark Tower, uh-huh. The Miss TV Show, yeah. Gerald's Game. Gerald's Game. Was it 1912? Was it oh, yeah. Or 1922? I don't remember what it was called. And it. What were the options, Jimmy? Five, six, eight. I'm going to say six. Six. Okay. Yeah, five. Having done no math, I choose eight. I'm also going to do eight because I came up with a question. <laughs> it is that. It's eight. What? Uh, did well, you guys think at? too hard, bitches? I was, just, well, I was the closest to going over. Oh, and the sore winner <laughs> award goes to Sam. <laughs> Thank you. Thank who's you. now pelvic thrusting into Norm and Joey's face no. right now. <laughs> what was it? Uh, Dark Tower. <laughs> Gerald's Game. Gerald's Game. Molly's 1922. Game. 1922. <laughs> Mr. Mercedes. Ah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And That's then, and then, so inside Sam's mind, he's like, "Oh God, thank God I said eight. Cause I <laughs> the, yes, a movie, a movie called Cell. Oh yeah. With. Uh, Sam Jackson, yeah. John Cusack. Yeah, that's oh, right. Wasn't that bad? That was pretty good. I didn't watch that. And then yeah, eleven twenty two sixty three. Damn. All right. So what a year for Stephen King. Yeah. What a year. Great Bravo. year. Great year. Great year for the great King. Year. Great year, King. Great year, Steve. Way to go, Steve. Sam won. Sam. <laughs> Sam gets the next movie. So I asked you guys to. Uh, Come up with your favorite and least favorite, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. I guess since we mentioned Stephen King, I watched Gerald's Game, It, and 1922. Did you see Gerald's Game? Yeah. Did you see Did you yeah. see Gerald's Game? Mm-hmm. It didn't quite work for me. Yeah. It was It was a good story. That fucking handcuff scene was too much. Yeah. I it mean, in a good way. Ultra violent. Yeah. I think what I loved about it was the... The Midnight Man, or the yeah. Moonlight Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That scared the shit that was out really of me. Terrifying. When you first saw him, like Sarah, I was like grabbing the couch. Every time I never they read showed the book. him, yeah, it was terrifying. But he was real. Yeah, at the end, you're not, you're not real. You're not real. You're Moonlight. <laughs> that was Lurch. Was it? That was a guy oh, that played man. Lurch from the TV show. That dude is. Uh, they did do some heavy makeup. Yeah, but uh, if they wouldn't have used that court scene at the end. Yeah. I don't know. It was just a little bit confusing. You go through a film of slow build, and then the last, like, five minutes, they're just like, and here's everything that happened. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here it all is, right here. Yeah, totally. I kind of decided that whenever his eyes were glowing, it was symbolic, and whenever his eyes weren't glowing, he was actually there. Oh. I, I guess. That's pretty good. Because, yeah. like, in the car, his eyes are glowing. I don't yeah. know. I just feel no, like it, it should have been, I don't know. It was good. Nineteen twenty-two. That was uh, that was all right. It was a slow mover. The 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 story was way better than how they finished it. The the, that's that's the sort of story that really only works on paper. Yeah, 
Well, in the book, the Tom Jane character is writing out the letter, his confession. It was a good story. It, yeah. it was like a, a decent story done really well. I yeah. feel like there were some colossal failures and some kind of surprising successes. Like one of my, I won't call it one of my favorites, but Alien Covenant for me was like the biggest disappointment of the year. Maybe, yeah. maybe a few years. I would rather watch Passengers than Alien Covenant. Uh, oh, yeah. But, passengers come out this year. No, no, no. Yes. Oh, wait, did it? It did, yeah. Passengers oh, and Life. And life. I know I'm probably going to be by myself. I really enjoyed Passengers. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't watch it. Sarah watched it. I came home and I, I started making fun of it and she told me to leave the room because I didn't understand what was going on. I read an article that discussed the original, uh, I guess it was on the blacklist, Passengers was, and they changed the script a lot for the movie, so I wasn't interested in seeing the movie because of that. And the in- initial script that I read the article on was very interesting. And had a very good ending that it apparently they chose not to use. They just went full on romance with the movie. It just I wasn't into it. Yeah, yeah, and this was supposed to be like it was a lot creepier initially, and then the ending was really interesting. He's a creep. Well, he does in that movie. He's super creepy. The I mean, the whole idea that he would get like lonely and desperate and drunk and bored, and he commits truly one of the most inhumane and selfish acts that I've seen in a movie in a very, very long time. You know, like yeah. it's a really simple concept for a movie. It's like, oh, he he got bored and woke her up because she was hot. <laughs> but I feel like most times, as soon as he does that, you would totally disregard him as a character. You're like, oh, okay, well, you're the worst human being ever, I'm, and now I have to follow you around for two hours. But they cast somebody that was likable. They like took you on his journey so that you could see how desperate he got. And then they had the music was phenomenal with Thomas Newman, who's one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. He scored the Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, and American Beauty and uh, Road to Perdition, mm-hmm. The Green Mile. He's one of the legends. Uh, even knowing what the ending was, I still thought it was really enjoyable. And it was also a totally original idea, too. That goes a long way in my book. It was original. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll give it that. So what did you choose, Joey? For what? What What, what do you think was your favorite uh, movie this year? My favorite movie this year was Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. Yeah, who's Star in that? Mark, Mark <laughs> Hamill from the original Star Wars trilogy. Daisy Ridley as the new Jedi, Rey. And then uh, C-3PO was in it. Was he? He was great. Yeah. That was Focus Features, right? Uh, Focus Features put that one out. (laughs) A little indie. (laughs) A little gem. And then I also liked, going in the opposite end of the spectrum, I liked Brigsby Bear a lot. Oh, I want to see that. Kyle Moody's. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, we're all interested in filmmaking, obviously, so, like, that should be on all of your guys' lists. Mark Hamill is also in that movie. And I I won't say anything more, because that would spoil it. Okay. Um, I don't know. Like a third movie? <laughs> what movies came out this year that were good? <laughs> uh, I really liked uh, War for the Planet of the Apes. There you go. I thought that was a great movie. That so there was like all... Get Out, Dunkirk, oh, yeah. Baby yeah. Driver. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> all those fucking <laughs> yeah, movies. All those that you just said were, were definitely up there. <laughs> Get Out I thought was really good. Get Out would probably would maybe even be ahead of Star Wars in my mind, just in terms of like what the better movie is. But Star Wars definitely had me uh, in the feels category. And then worst movie that I saw this year, I think would probably be Murder on the Orient Express. Oh, I didn't see it. I fell asleep during it, which (laughs) should probably negate my opinion. It was just so boring. I didn't even care, like, who killed who. 
And uh, I've seen some movies that are that are worse movies, but for that cast and like the amount of money that went into that movie to just be that bored. Like out of the list of the movies that I've seen from 2017, I really liked a lot of the movies. There weren't a lot of stinkers. Like I, I usually know that I'm going to at least be interested by a movie before I watch it. I used to be a little bit more adventurous. I think we don't have the time anymore, so it's like if I'm going to spend two hours watching a movie, you want to know that it's going to be worth the investment. Yeah. So uh, we were talking about uh, Star Wars. Who was in Star Wars again? C-3PO. <laughs> Yoda. Uh, Yoda was also in the movie. Spoiler alert. Uh, Spoiler there alert. There were Pords. Do you remember the Pords? They're the treat of the season. Mm-hmm. I was a larger fan of the... Like the uh, the custodians of the Jedi Island. Yeah, they were great. They were in, like, the Jedi maid, they were in the maid outfits, and they were getting like so pissed I off. I love them. Jedi they're like, ah, they're just ruining our island. Mm-hmm. I thought they were. They good. knew what was up. They knew what was going on. Did right. you see? You saw the last Jedi, Sam? Jimmy, did you saw the last Jedi? I did. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. I I was excited to come home and hop on Reddit and see all the people that uh, talk shit about oh, it and so find mad. what they. Yeah. They're so mad. They're, so they're mad always they're always so mad. Jedi saber. Yeah. They're always so mad. They don't and, like um, stuff. They don't, <laughs> they don't, don't like throw your, Don't throw your laser sword. Well, there was uh there was the scene where Princess Leia gets sucked out into space and oh, like, oh she's it. dead. Love it. And then uh she she wakes up in space and she uses the force to guide herself back into that ship. That was very distracting. I thought it was really? that totally took me out of it. Yeah, I thought it was really great. Yeah. It's just like so, so magical. It was. It was. I thought it was good. I thought it was very good. Yeah. And like, what is she supposed to look like floating in space? I just think she shouldn't have been floating. I don't think she had any business floating. In space. I thought she's good. See, I, a, solid a, floats. A tear. Float. A tear was forming in my eye because I thought to myself, "I was like, this is the most beautiful sending away of Carrie Fisher." Yet. Totally. And then she floats to the ship, and I really, I was like, back. "What?" I was like, it's "Beautiful." Beautiful. It's beautiful. I thought it was, I thought it was about, about magical powers and princes and princesses. And Prin- that's Sion. something that, that fits right in. Remember that scene in Spaceballs where Barf um, has the, he's going down the ladder into into Princess uh, Vespa's ship? And he's just like now wearing a space suit. He's like climbing between the ships. Yeah. That's what that reminded me of. Yeah. <laughs> Does he like knock on her door yeah. too? She just opens it up. Barf! Not in here, Mister. This is Mercedes. <laughs> I didn't realize that she had kind of gone through Jedi training. Yeah. She was just like Jedi. Was in the cum that made. Her. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, apparently, because like J.J. Abrams discounted all of the Star Wars novels and all the comic books, everything. Yeah. But. Leia had some ability where she could start an, a bubble, like a force air bubble, and then just like expand it. I did not know that. That makes sense. Uh, it does make sense now, but at the time, I thought the same thing as Norm. They even showed her like close up, and yeah. I was like, oh, thank God. Usually in movies, this is the time that someone wakes up, but clearly she's not going to wake up. Uh, and then she did. But that was my least, that was my least favorite part. That was my least, least favorite part. Definitely. I thought the casino was interesting because I just couldn't figure out. Why do you, you want that no grabber? Why I got that crow grabber from mm-hmm. Dice? Why do you have that? The only part that I really like didn't love was green. the horses. I don't like those horses. Dumb. Those horses. So yeah. this is interesting because clearly those horses looked humanoid. And we all know that the way to make an animal's face look more humanoid is to domesticate it. So clearly these things have been domesticated. For millennia. So mm-hmm. why is she all, all of a sudden so upset about getting rid of these horses? That's true. Clearly they have not been in the wild for some time. Yeah. 
You know, I thought it was going to happen when they were they first got there, and she was like, "Do you hear that?" I thought they were going to show pod racers. Oh, that would have been sick, dude. That would have been sweet. That would have been sick. Nice circles there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Still holding on. Ben Quadrano. Why don't you give me my gold coins? There's a lot of stuff where it's like, how close do you get to what we have on Earth without a, where it becomes like not suitable Star for Star Wars right. anymore? I mean, that's fair. I, and I, I liked the land speeders. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the dice game. That's I, I feel you. I get, I get where you're coming from. That's it, though. That's it. Yeah. Did you like BB-8-2 rolling around with a belly full of coins? Thank you. Oh, that was hilarious. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. That was, <laughs> was, that was, was fantastic. A great escalation yeah. of a joke. And people say, like, this story goes nowhere. It's who gives a shit. It's a Star Wars movie. I like, like that. I like that. Like, all yeah. those plots kind of like... Yeah, most... I mean, even the old Star Wars. I mean, it was a very simple... It was one of those cases of, like, the plot's really simple, but the story goes so deep. Uh, what about uh, Geostorm? <laughs> Didn't see it, wanted to see it. Heard that it shuts your brain off about halfway through and that it's a great movie. I feel like we saw the trailer for like four different movies that we went to see. And there's one line where one of the guys says something to the effect of, we built this tool to save us, but it's being used to destroy us. And I'm like, how, how bad do you have to fuck up a build where like... The one thing that it was supposed to do now does the opposite. <laughs> it's like, here, hand me that hammer. Oh, no, it can only take nails out. <laughs> I'm going to have to find a new one. Uh, there was flatliners. There was rings, which, what the fuck? What was rings? rings. It was, it was a remake. The ring. What? Or oh, it was, was a remake. S- I don't know what it was. A, what? A, a reboot. Nah. Has it been long enough for a reboot? Didn't a the reboot is just one of the remake, I thought. Was, uh, I thought a reboot. in it? Nope. nope. Naomi Knott's in it. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Alright, Sam. That's two. Yourself. That's two for you. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> so some of the other ones that made the top ten were uh, Fate of the Furious, Despicable Me 3, Spider-Man Homecoming, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, which I don't know how you guys feel, but the comic book movies are becoming such a chore for me to watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're not nearly as fun as they started out to be. I watched yeah. three this year. I watched Logan. Oh which yeah, yeah. Was great. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, which wasn't as good as Number One. Oh, I guess I watched four, and then Spider-Man: Homecoming. I enjoyed that. I thought that was uh, an entertaining Spider-Man flick. I like it. And then Thor: Ragnarok. I made a promise to Sam earlier. I was like, I'm never watching a comic book movie ever again. Yeah, so I never thought to invite you. <laughs> but then, but then here I am. But then Sarah was like, You want to watch Spider-Man? I was like, Yeah, okay, I'll watch Spider-Man. And then we have Wonder Woman. I still have yet to watch Wonder Woman. We have it. But uh, there were so many comic book movies this year, and I feel like I watch them just because I'm I'm I have to watch them. You know, like you got to keep up, you got to right. keep up with the comic book movies. I'll tell you, this is what I found out was that since I hadn't been watching any uh, comic book movies, I felt the same way after not seeing them that I felt after I stopped getting on Facebook. Interesting. It really That's makes very good analogy. Yeah. yeah, I'm more attracted to the to the Netflix comic book shows. Oh, yeah. Because like I fucking love those. Luke Cage, Jessica Jones. Yeah. Those and I great. feel, I mean, even the the Defenders was pretty good. Oh, yeah. I didn't see that one. But I feel like the comic book movies, the major ones, are just all spectacle, and there's such little story. And it's hard to compare, because the Netflix shows, the way that they're written, they're like eight-hour-long movies. They go deep. Uh, but it's just so much more encapsulating than like 45-minute fight sequence. No, I mean, if the fights are done right and done well, then it's not going to be boring. 
but the superhero movies just don't do fights very well for whatever reason. They never show the toll that, it's, yeah. that it takes on the characters. It's too much CGI. Yeah. Well, I don't even care about that because as long as it has some effect on the story, that's fine. Usually, though, it's just a placeholder. Yeah. Like, oh, we have to get from this door to that door, so we have this gigantic fight. They wind up at that door and then they go. What does that? Why would you have something so supposedly or that's supposed to be so monumentally epic that has very little to do with the actual plot? You don't know what like the rules are too. That's my problem with the superhero fights. Is like, how strong is Captain America? Well, it's just like, oh, he's really strong. How strong is Spider-Man? Oh, he's just really strong. How strong is Wonder Woman? They're just strong, I guess. And so it's like they can kind of like enhance their powers and take away their powers wherever it's convenient to the mm-hmm. plot. Whereas like if you if you think about a movie. Like uh, like Back to the Future is a good example in my mind where there's all there's rules You're like 88 miles per hour is when the DeLorean travels through time, or um, well that's the only example I can think of right now. But like it's uh, a good one. <laughs> but like like there needs to be rules like that. Like you need to be able to like visually see what can Captain America lift or what can he punch and what can't he lift and what can't he punch and then stick to that those guidelines so that there's actual stakes and you know like. Oh, like he, like, can he win this fight? Or like, like, I don't think he can. Like, it's never, I never feel that watching those movies because there's no, there's no limit to like what they right. can do anymore. Can he win this fight? I don't know. What did the writers say? Yeah. You know, and that's, that's absolutely right. Like, Spider-Man is super strong at one point in Civil War. And then in Spider-Man Homecoming, he's not as strong as yeah. Tony Stark. But Tony Stark in Civil War isn't as strong as Captain America. It's just so, it's so fucking weird because they changed Whatever yeah, works yeah. for the story. The, the one part where they kind of did that a little bit in the Marvel movies was with the Thor's hammer, where they like all sit around and they try to lift Thor's hammer. Like that's a really good idea because you like you have this one scene where you kind of see like, oh, everybody is X amount of strength, right? Yeah. And if they would just like have like stuff like that and then just stick to it, it's just all over the place. The CG is just all over the place. Characters can do. Whatever they want, whenever they want, the camera can go when, wherever it wants, whenever it wants. It's just like I don't feel any stakes. Like I feel like I'm, I'm watching a cartoon most of the time. I think that's uh, totally true. I feel like putting limits would make it easier to tell a cohesive story when it goes from like director to director to director. I mean, that does make sense because it is uh, extremely difficult to to have different directors and try to get them to do their own thing, and also at the same time make sure that they fit. A cohesive story, like you got to understand, like these directors want to tell a story that's coming from their brain, yeah. that's based on a specific aspect of the comics that they enjoyed, and at the same time, it has to have been affected by what's gone with things that they had nothing to do with, and it's got to be, it has to have an effect on something that they, that is known to come up, and right in that little area, they have to do something themselves. So a little leeway makes sense, but it still doesn't do great for making a fight scene cohesive and, and enjoyable. Yeah, because every comic book movie that comes out restricts what the next director can do with his, because now they have to incorporate those events. Uh, so, yeah, so Get Out I really liked. Get Out was really good. Another original story that I'm willing to look past, I guess, blunders you could call them. Yeah. I don't have any to use for an example, but... um, That was a great movie. Mm-hmm. It was a very enjoyable movie. It was a timely movie. Uh, yeah, I like Get Out a lot. Pleasant surprise. It got a little off the beaten path at the end with like the surgery and the TV. Uh, yeah, I like yeah. that. No, I like that too. But it like it did not follow the pacing of the rest of the movie. But I thought that was good. Obviously, that's what they were trying to do. 
I guess Jordan Peele wrote that years ago and didn't know when or like what he was going to do with it. But just in the little experience that I've had with directing shorts and everything that's involved and everything you know going into it that's going to be involved and then every day there's like more and more that gets piled up. To take somebody that has never been to film school and is just a fan of movies that just decides one day like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to bring it to fruition. And like directs this movie. It's kind of amazing. Uh, he had help, obviously. He wasn't like the lone gunman with directing this movie, but... It's just so impressive. Mm -hmm. It's going to be part of a trilogy. Did you read this? Oh, I didn't know that. He's making two other movies that are like ideas of some sort of like social stigma, like yeah. social taboo social or something. Yeah. Isn't he making the new Twilight Zone? Yeah. Well? Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. I'm still the new Twilight Zone show. Twilight yeah, Zone. he's rebooting the Twilight Zone, the show. Wow. I saw some uh, totally fake clip of the new M Night Shyamalan. Tales from the Crypt. Not happening. Oh, Don't get excited. It's not? No. Oh, man. But it was this YouTube video that was like official M. Night Shyamalan Tales from the Crypt uh, show. But it was like four and a half minutes long. So he kind of knew that it wasn't real. Interesting. So that's, Keeper, not, that's not no. a thing? That's not a thing? I'm sure that it is a thing. I mean, it was original footage. It was like very cinematic video of this like janitor mopping this oh, very small room. You know what I'm talking about? That was fake. I think it was fake. It was like a couple years ago. Yeah, probably. That, that it was yeah. made. So that shit sucks. I remember seeing a fan a fan made trailer for the Zelda movie. Oh yeah. And it was great because yeah. it was a really high production value for what they did. I mean, it was mostly done on After Effects, I'm sure, but right. they did a really good job with it. I always thought that would make a good video game movie, uh, but they rarely do. I did not see Assassin's Creed. Anybody, anybody, sit it. down for that. I watched it. And it was, was it better than Super Mario Bros? No, <laughs> no, it was not. Uh, wow. Yeah, I watched that on the flight. You got some weird movies on that flight. I will. I was. They were half bad, half good on that that whole flight. I watched Beauty and the Beast. I watched um, Whiplash, a drumming movie. Oh yeah, that, that was, was great. That's uh, how it was. I watched Australia. Australia. And that then, one should have taken up the whole flight. It yeah, was like oh, nine yeah. hours yeah. long. Oh, Jesus. So what were your... You said your favorites. What were your stinkers? Uh, well, Alien Covenant. Oh, yeah. Because par partially my own fault, but their online marketing campaign was, I thought, really impressive. They did that yeah. thing where they released like hooked. an entire scene, yeah. and it was the scene with James Franco. Yeah, he was in it. I thought he would be in it. So the the first the first scene where he bursts into flames, like something goes wrong with the pod, yeah. and the pod just like instantly combusts, and then they don't really explain like <laughs> there was a malfunction, yeah. and when that malfunction happens, random pods randomly combust. Oh, but classic they pod. classic pod. The idea that <laughs> they would change course based on a John Denver song and a hunch. Yeah, right. I was like, all right, I'm I'm, I'm done. I can't, so I can't do that. Is that what happens anymore. in that movie? Yeah. John Denver plays a song? Yeah. So they're on like this ship and there's like thousands of sleeping people and they've like been plotting this course for hundreds and hundreds of years, like making this plan to recolonize. And they find this distress call. Classic. And then they track it. They like translate it. They compress it into like a John Denver song or something yeah. like that. And they're like, but this planet's closer. One of the crewmates is like, we shouldn't do that. We've planned this. We should stick with it. 
And they're like, yeah, but James Franco just burst into flames and everybody's scared. Nobody wants to get back in their pods. Yeah. That, that was, that was yeah. the thing. They're like, this planet's only three months away and the other planet is like two years away and nobody wants to get back in their pods. Wait, 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 wait. They've been planning this thing for over a hundred years and the planet they're, the planet that they're headed to is only two years away. Mm-hmm. But it would require it's everybody two, to go back in hypersleep. Yeah, it's, it's, it's two just fucking years. Yeah. Right. Why don't you get back in your fucking pod and deal with it? It's, so it's, been hundred, it's been over a hundred years and one person has burst into flames. It was James Franco. It was James Franco. Which, granted, you know, it's, it's, bittersweet. it's bittersweet, to say the least. He's a good looking guy. <laughs> he gave us disaster, I was saying the interview. And a number of other wonderful things. Regardless. Wait yeah, out. Two, I think yeah. it was something pretty short like that. It's fucking two years. So yeah, so then they decide to go to this to this planet, and then everybody just makes the most unbelievably stupid decisions, and it was just sad. I didn't like Prometheus, and it seemed like Ridley Scott decided yeah. to like leave the body horror stuff by the wayside and try to like explain the origin of humankind and uh which is not what i want out of an alien movie no. it never right. was never once do i think <laughs> i want to know where they came from no. yeah i never gave a shit about where like the guys flying the ship in alien yeah came from like what are they what do they call them in, in prometheus the the, the guys that plan the, the engineers the engineers like, I don't yeah. care about the engineers no that was never the what the that was never the question mark and i don't want the aliens to be like engineered there was never a question mark anyway. Yeah. There's an alien. Right. It's killing us. Let's kill it. Yeah. That happens in all the best ones. I, right. Alien 3 is no longer the worst alien movie. Uh, yeah, so Alien Covenant was bad. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, and then there was a scene where the alien starts to burst out of the dude's back, and they have the guy quarantined. They shut the door, and then the lead heroine goes and gets a gun and immediately opens the door. And like slips on a banana peel or something, and then just like shoots the shit out of the ship. Yeah, got out. That's true. And like just part of the fun of the alien movies was that the characters were making decisions that you think you would make if you were in that. You know, like right. they weren't idiots; they were making good choices. That's what made it so terrifying. They were just like accidentally stepped in an egg, and they were like, "Whoa!" whoa, whoa. <laughs> they made the choices that were there, like. They what? Like, they made the choices that were their technical assignments also. Like that, yeah, that's where life got it right. Because in life, like, Ryan Reynolds is just like, nobody opened this door, I know I'm dead. But that's what he's like in movies. That's yeah. protocol. Not just that's life. protocol. Life was, life was interesting, too. Life was the better alien covenant. Yeah. Yeah, that's all we wanted. Yeah. But now that he made Prometheus, now he's got to keep movie. going on that's this path. Yeah, it's like, so well, cool. you bit off this much, you're going to have to... You're going to have to stick with it. And now, aren't there a couple more alien movies? Probably. There was that Neil Blomkamp that was going to do. Oh, that would do. sweet. That, did that, yeah, that might have gotten shelved. It did get shelved. Yeah. yeah, I heard that shit was going to be sweet. Fucking Ridley Scott and his ideas. Yeah, they were going to, uh, 30 yeah. years later, all of a sudden he has an idea and just Neil Blomkamp can't do anything. Yeah, yeah Blomkamp had this awesome idea. Everybody was fucking signed up for it. Sigourney Weaver was coming back like she loved Michael it. Bean. Michael Bean. Who is missing in what? I don't know. Ninety-nine point nine percent of movies today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. We could have had him in at least one more. I think the last one I saw him in was uh, Planet Terror. Last one I saw oh, him yeah. in was Terminator Two: Judgment Day. He was Day. good in no. Planet, Terror. Yeah, Planet Terror. He was. He still good. got it. Yeah. He still got his chops. You know who else was good in that was uh, Jeff Fahey, Mr. Darkman oh, himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. The boy's got the devil in him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the other thing about 1922, and I know that different Stephen King adaptations are like this, but 
There was a well in 1922 where they dumped this woman's body. And I guess it's the same well from Dolores Claiborne. Oh. It's the same property as from Dolores Claiborne. Oh, wow. And there's like four other little things in that movie that tied the universe of other Stephen King adaptations. Is that how it is in the book, too? I don't know how it is in the, the book. The eclipse in, in Dolores Claiborne is the same eclipse from Gerald King, too. Oh, yeah. oh no shit. Yeah. So, they're all connected in the same timeline. Wow. So you must like be the, excited about Castle Rock. I, that's, that is what I'm most excited for. I think mine is another Predator uh, uh, oh, reimagining. Yeah, yeah. That's what I asked for. I don't know if it's a sequel or a reboot. It's a, they're, they're, it's all the other occurrences in the Predator universe have occurred. This is a new thing. And do you know this fucking plot? Have you seen the, the like short trailer for it? No. Oh my god, dude. It's going to be so good. That would be really good. There is. There's, there's, a, there's a short. I, I fucking saw it. Pretty sure I saw it. I just it. No, I'm pretty sure I saw it. I'm pretty sure I saw it. It's, it's crazy. It's, they, these, uh, these war vets with PTSD, they, uh, the army doesn't want to pay for these guys, so they just put them on this bus and send them out to basically die. They just send them on this bus. And on the way out, this fucking predator comes barreling into this small town that they're, like, in. The bus crashes, and then these dudes with PTSD just, like, find themselves back in the war, and they just go after this predator. They're like, finally, we can release the anger. That sounds that's great. Yeah, that sounds be... healthy, actually. Yeah, yeah. no, Yeah, it's going to be fucking sweet. That's, what, like, can't fucking that's what the VA needs is predators. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it could be a, a VR. A, yeah. uh, it could be like a VR simulation. Like, yeah, uh, what was the Black Mirror that won the Emmy? VR award? Troopers. Yeah, VR Troopers. <laughs> no, you're thinking of Reboot. Hey, that's this Friday. Oh, San Junipero. That was the one I was thinking yeah, of. That was a really good one. That made me tear up yeah, just nice. a bit. I'm going to edit that out that I just said I teared up. Disaster Artist? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Moving on. Uh... Blade Runner 2049? Haven't seen it. Great movie. I have not seen it. Oh, I hope you really haven't? No, so there, there's a list of movies that I said to you that I'd watch, but Sarah and I need to watch them together, unfortunately. Uh, okay. Well, let's not talk about that one. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I, I know that everyone I've talked to said that that's probably their favorite of the year. Um, so I'm really looking forward to, to seeing yeah. it. It's my it's, favorite of the year. Joe, it was your favorite of the year. It was my favorite ever. <laughs> it's your favorite Blade year. Runner ever oh, of this, oh, this year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wasn't super motivated to see Baby Driver. I don't really care. Yeah. Which is sad because I really like Edgar Wright. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have a lot to think. That was him. that was a that was enjoyable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like I can't wait to see Baby Driver, but I went and saw it and it was very enjoyable. Right. Mm-hmm. I agree. Something that I just noticed about this year, 2017, though, is, is the, the long game sequels that came out. Oh. So we had Blade Runner, 2049. Mm-hmm. There was my favorite film of the year. Bad Santa 2? No. No. But it was uh, Train Spotting 2. T2 Train Spotting. Yeah, so why did they call it T2? Because that's weird. It's just what they did. It's T2 <laughs> Train Spotting. But, like, I, I'd never seen Train Spotting 1. Mm hmm. Until the night before we watched T2, so where people waited 20 years to see the sequel, I literally saw the first one. I was like, "Wow, that was great!" And then to see the second one, literally 20 years later, the same cast. 20 minutes later, and everybody, it was one of the most uh, satisfying sequels I've ever seen. Period. Perfect. As far as like showing respect to the old one, continuing the story. None of the cast is, like, weird or different, you know. I'd love to see that. I remember watching that, the first one, and just being very 
Like, I felt like I had been pushed to the emotional limits. Yeah. Well, so I, n- I never wanted to watch it because I remember, like, Webb Berkeley would talk about mm-hmm. it. And, and then <laughs> we had a mean. Well, it would lead into a conversation with all these other theater students, and they'd all just talk about, like, how crazy it is. And it's this crazy drug movie, and it kind of makes heroin chic, like, real cool, you know? And the dead baby, everyone's afraid of the dead baby. So I literally put it, I backburned it for fucking oh. 12 years because I was like, oh. To see this it's a movie story. until I watched it and I was like holy crap everything everyone talked about yes it's in the movie but that's not so no, that's, that's, that's not exactly. what it taught me like exactly. I loved it I mean it's it's, it's a perfect it's, it's a perfect encapsulation of the early 90s movies too like there was that there was Blum all around it's just that had that uh, hyper visual hyper for whatever it just felt like going nowhere but fast, like they yeah. were able to pull out. Like all the mm-hmm. movies. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's like a quintessential '90s movie. They Very took much. like the music, costuming, dialogue, and certain like uh, this is pop culture. It's, I, I agree. Yeah. I did watch this weird movie with Audrey Plaza called Ingrid Goes West. Oh yeah, I saw that. Joey liked it. It was great. I want to see it so bad. It was so strange. The trailer made it look like she was this badass bitch that had been trampled her entire life. And she was like exacting revenge on everybody that had done her wrong. It just seems like she's not at all like crazy that. weirdo yeah. stalker chick. Yeah, she is. Saying. That's what. Yeah, that's what she, she is, is in the movie. Yeah, I really want to see that. And uh, it was a bit, that was a timely movie for sure. It was a weird. It was. It weird was one. very weird. I won't say too much about it then, because uh, it it is worth a watch. But it was one of those that I wish I would have gone in not knowing anything about it. I didn't know anything going in. And that was How'd you that see was a it? huge plus. I think we rented. I Good. we rented it on iTunes. It's it's available for rent. Yeah. Okay. I'll show is out. show is. Uh, there were some other weird comedies like uh, the Overnight. I think we briefly talked about this with Adam Scott and Jason Schwartzman. Oh yeah. <laughs> a lot of dicks in that movie. A lot of dicks in that movie for sure. <laughs> some prosthetics. Is it's like they reinvented the formula for what a romantic comedy should be. I don't know what or when this started, but it's just. Like, I get that that movie is supposed to be a romantic comedy. A raunchy romantic yeah. comedy, for sure. I really like Adam Scott. Like, I think he's really funny. Oh, yeah. And then, like, I like, Jay- I like everybody that's in that movie. It wasn't, like, the best story, but, like, everybody did a pretty good job. And I like, uh, who's the guy that directed that? What's his name? Oh, I don't know. Um, Overnight. Oh, The Overnight, yeah. Gotcha. And then there was another movie. I think I watched this movie right after I watched The Overnight. And it was, um... It was about this dinner party, and one of the characters, the only character who was, like, been in anything else was a guy that was in um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He played Xander in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, yeah. Okay. And his character was supposedly him, only instead of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, they said Roswell. So he was like, oh, I was, like, in the movie, he's like, oh, I was in that show, Roswell. You know what I'm talking about? Dinner the dude party. from, the dude who played yeah. Xander, his name is, like, Brendan something. Yeah, and uh, they're at this dinner party. Yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. like, all this weird stuff starts to happen, and there are doppelgangers, because there's, like, a, there's, like, a shooting star, and, like, there's some, like, celestial stuff going on, and so all the power goes out in this neighborhood during this dinner party, and so all the people that are at the party, like, go out one by one, trying to figure out what happened, and, uh, like, I won't ruin it, because you should watch it, if I can think of, like, what it's called. Is it it's, called The Dinner? No. Is it called Xander? Is, is it called The Invitation? <laughs> uh, That's this. what I was thinking he was talking about, but. Surprise with the Sea. That was a really good movie. I don't know. I think it came out this year. But I think it was like straight to Amazon or VOD. Okay. It was VOD. Well, yeah. we can just look at cool. his name and find it. That was a really like that was like a movie that 
like we could make right now. Like I'm, I don't think they spent more than like twenty five dollars on that movie. That's great. Yeah, but it was like super super interesting. But yeah, it was better than the overnight. I don't think of the I'll think of the title. Go ahead and talk. Yeah, I just think well, about real I quick. I saw a movie called Free Fire that I absolutely loved. Free Fire? I didn't see that. That man is my most hated director. Uh, well, tied for most. Oh, yeah. You director. hate that guy. Yeah. You hate him. He did uh, the, the, the other movie I wanted to see. He did a Field in England. He did yeah, Kill that. Shot. He did... Um, High Rise. High Rise. Which I really want to see. Well, Wheatley. Ben Wheatley. Ben Wheatley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate it, that guy. Dude, I like I like it. I think I can understand what he's doing. Is he takes he seems to be taking ideas from like types of movies, then uh discarding one of the tropes and then creating a movie based on what's left, which is very interesting. So he takes one piece of the puzzle out and then builds his own puzzle around it. But Free Fire was that. Like it's it's uh it's a gunfight. But every shot like it's the the shooting is uh the plot progression each every gunshot is a plot progression yeah it's very interesting that's cool it's, it's a lot of fun yeah yeah and it's violent which i love love loves to do coherence that's the name of the movie coherence coherence, coherence. coherence. Nice. nice gonna watch it gonna watch it is it on uh, netflix and, um amazon Ooh, i like it i like it yeah did you guys watch mother no i still haven't seen it we had the choice last night honest like pick whatever you want <laughs> i will not question Pick whatever you want to watch, and I like went into a blind panic. It's like, oh my god, I'm not prepared for this. Yeah. Uh, and I had narrowed it down to like four, yeah. and it came down to Mother and Prisoners. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and I've already prisoners? seen I've already seen Prisoners, okay. but that was the best movie that I watched last year. Was Prisoners? Was Prisoners? Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, so I went with Prisoners. I just wasn't in the mood for I, for Mother. I read I read that yeah. Mother was not good, and that it was very heavy handed. I read that it was slapping in your face with the symbolism, and there's not really anything terribly creative about it. I don't like Darren Aronofsky. I'll go ahead and say it. I'm not a huge fan. I like I like his movies. I do. I think sometimes he gets a little big for his britches. Yeah, he's big for britches. Somebody was like, well, it's just a retelling of biblical myths. And I'm like, just make a fucking movie, man. Like, you know, you can make a three-act film that, like, you can watch on a very superficial level. Yeah. And then if you choose to go deeper, then that's good, and you can do that. Have, have you have you heard what Darren Aronofsky said Mother is about? What it is? No, can what? I tell you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Mother. So Earth. it's well, it's it's a horror film, so, a home invasion genre, because that's the type of horror film he wanted to make. And the main character is Mother Earth. Earth is the home that is. Wow. From her point of view. That's interesting. I watched it. I watched you didn't it. You know that? It no. like, yeah. His movies make me depressed and incredibly filled, like it, it just fills me with rage. So, to a degree, he's doing what he set out to do. Like, I'm getting a, a very strong emotional response from watching his films. So, for that, I applaud him, but it's just like I can never watch that again. Do you feel like he's, like, it's very pretentious? There are levels to that. Mm-hmm. Can you say Requiem for a Dream is pretentious? Like, can you say that? I'm never hard. going to watch that again. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to watch that movie ever again. Mm-hmm. Can, can you say Black Swan was pretentious? Not really. Is he a pretentious human being in real life? Probably. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 
But then, like, I mean, like, Noah, I watched, so I watched Mother, and then the next day I watched Noah, like, throughout the day, just because I was like, I gotta figure this guy out if he's, like, an atheist, or, because I just didn't understand why he's making all these religious films. And I just don't, I still don't get it. I still can't recognize He's a Jewish atheist, right? Religion, yeah. religion, That's what I religion, religion has a lot, I mean, especially all the myths around Christianity, like, there's a lot you can pull from for that and make shit out of. And that's what, probably why it's, like, hung around so long. Like, the stories are all disjointed, they make no sense, and they aren't related to one another. But, over the years, people have figured out or tried to figure out ways to connect all these fucking idiot stories from people who didn't know what was going on right. when it rained, and that's what you're able to pull from. Yeah, um, it's all very No, I, I, I totally agree. Confusing. I totally agree, and the next time that someone asks me for a Bible, I'm totally going to refer to it as idiot stories. <laughs> I didn't realize. Wonderful. I didn't realize. Oh, you mean those fucking idiot stories? <laughs> no, I thought there was a lot of satire in Noah. A lot of things that he was kind of poking fun at, like when the ship is being built, these like tree monsters come out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was Jew- in the Bible. Was that in the Bible? No, it's, 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 it's a, Jewish a, folklore, apparently. Uh, like, there, there is some source uh, material yeah. to that. <laughs> <laughs> right, but I, I love that. I love that because I was always, even as a kid, I was like, wait a minute, how did you get fall that? Where did that yeah. come from? How'd yeah. you put all. Nah, wait yeah. a minute. That must have been some big boat, you know? There was a scene in that movie that Idiot pissed me stories. Off. When, um, so there's like the, the thugs that live in the city, right? Like everyone that isn't no one's family sucks. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and there's a part where they're, where they're hunting and they kill a deer or something. And Noah finds the dead deer carcass left behind. And the son is like, why did they kill it, father? And he's like, they eat it. They think it gives them energy. And I was just like, turn there and ask them pretentious motherfucker like <laughs> you're just doing that to piss people off yeah like like my grandma would see like oh there's a movie called noah in theaters and like go see like based on that alone you know and like go in and like then this guy's and this director this jewish atheist is talking about how how not only is it morally wrong and stupid to eat meat but like oh you're stupid for thinking that it gives you energy yeah and it just like made me so mad i have nothing against vegetarians like but like that, just that scene and like the pretentiousness of that He's like a comment. Poker. Yeah, he just Darren he just Nazi wanted to just stoke to the flames and then like make this movie. Like, why did you want to make a movie about Noah? Like, why? Like, if you're an atheist, I like I understand. Like, maybe you're, like you're a storyteller and you wanted to like you think maybe it's a great story and it could be interpreted in a different way. But just like he didn't, he, he just like used it as a vehicle to express his opinions yeah yeah no i'm sure he didn't he's a fucking idiot and i saw no one i almost fell asleep but i will say the fountain doesn't help you like it's a visually very like yeah. awesome movie well like, what you visually look, yeah very interesting but i need more information in a movie she has cancer i need, I need more information in what's the story. problem like she i don't she has fun, cancer it's, it's one thing to like go home like thinking about a movie like oh like oh i wonder what the symbolism of that was or like what that shall but there needs to be a story. There was the a story, story is, in that movie. Chick has cancer. He's a doctor. He's been trying to figure out how to how to fix her cancer. And when he accidentally he accident when he's trying to figure out how to fix her cancer, he inadvertently figures out how to prolong life. He basically created the fountain of youth. Why didn't he give that to his cancerous wife? She died. She died before. Too late. She died the Classic night that he figured it out. Yeah, she sounds, died the night. That sounds like him. That's halfway through the movie. <laughs> he don't even know the rest of the movie. So he lives for a millennia 
He never remarried. He never like with a millennia. Th- he was so preoccupied. I don't know, dude. All we see is all we see is he like, went to one bar. Yeah, he's at obsessed. least once. My grandpa was single for years five later. years. He remarried twice. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the dude's like, like no, it doesn't make sense. Like it, it's, it's it's silly. It's everlasting love, Joe. Yeah. Okay. Gets well, himself, it's a bunch of balloons. It's a bunch of balloons. Is what it is. <laughs> You're funny sandwich. So how about that? How about those, that? That's fine. The two most pretentious yeah. directors of 2017: Darren Aronofsky and Ben Wheatley. We well, Ben Wheatley made way a to movie go, that Sam. was all about guns. So you tell me which one's more fun. He wins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, I also saw a movie. John Wick Two. John Wick Two. Oh, best action movie of the year. Best action movie of the year. Action movie of the year. John Wick Chapter Two. Well. That movie was fucking great, dude. It was nonstop. It was so good. Yeah. Yeah, it really non-stop. was. Nonstop. Joey, did you see John Wick Chapter 2? No, I haven't saw the did first one. Did you see one. it, Jimmy? Oh, Jimmy, did you see No, I didn't. Oh, my God. you seen John Wick, the first No, one? I never have oh, seen John Wick. What? Well, I haven't. Let me tell you. I just haven't. Oh, okay? my God. You're, you're in the best position because you now have a double feature of the greatest action movie you've never seen. Excellent. Like, you It'll watch one mind. and two. It's going to blow your mind. Yeah, it's great. What a universe it creates. It's so good. You have no idea. It, it, it almost feels like the universe that takes that like exists in payback, but like this is someone from within that universe. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels. Yeah, like. another side. Another yeah, massive this is like payback. the the yeah. other side. This is like within the universe. I like that. Yeah, like Mel Gibson's character in Payback was on the way outskirts of this community. Exactly. He yeah. didn't know what the fuck. Yeah, I like this is what's going on. Those yeah. guys, they were the front. They were they were like they were the face. This dude's the butt. Because it's like super far back. It's like far back as you can get. Butt me. (laughs) So yeah, you should see John Wick. Okay, John Wick. Okay, okay. So uh, I'm just looking at what we have to look forward to. And we're getting another Avengers. We're getting another Jurassic Park. Which, holy shit, that trailer looks (laughs) so bad. bad. So So bad. There is only one good thing about that trailer. And it's when you can see dinosaurs drowning. That's really interesting. I never thought about dinos- dinosaurs drowning before. But I got to think, why is there a volcano in it? Who gives a shit? All I'm saying, I don't, I think the movie looks terrible, looks... but I think that I've never thought about the fact that, like, oh, dinosaurs could drown. You I know, know what? might be the worst trailer. You know what enrages me most <laughs> it's about so bad. these new Jurassic Park movies? The, the writers. I don't know their names, but they've been hired. They've been chosen. <laughs> no, it's better you don't know. The, the writers for Jurassic World and the writers for Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Were also they wrote Batman vs Superman. They also wrote Justice League, and they have been hired to write in conjunction with J.J. Abrams' Star Wars Episode Nine. No. Yeah, I'm so I'm, I'm just distraught about. That. Why are they allowed to make any? Why are they allowed to write any movies at all? Because there was money that was made at some point. There, there are two movies that I was looking forward to in 2018: Early Man. The team that did yeah, Wallace dude. and Gromit. Yeah. Dude, that looks great. Yeah, that, that of looks course really it does. so much Wallace fun. And Gromit. I can't wait for that. And then, uh. Um, <laughs> yeah. This yeah, would be great. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's another one that's <laughs> coming around like. This is the Bronze Age. There's a movie that's coming out around February, like right around that time, that I was like, oh, yeah, I gotta see that. I don't remember what it was. Was it Rampage? Oh, was oh, it yeah. Rampage? That's so that comes out on 420. Yeah, they did that for a reason. That trailer looks amazing. Dude, I don't give a shit. Anything that takes place in Chicago, I'll watch it. Yeah, that's true. I'll give it that. I, I was there when they were filming it. They were, like, blasting guns and, like, shaking my office building. And I, like, ran to the window. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? What are you doing? And then there was, like, all these, like, uh, like, minigun fucking you're, things. You're pretty much in Rampage. 
basically. Exactly. That. You look I mean, close enough. I mean, what? Me? <laughs> I, I'm practically on the poster. It's me, Dwayne The Rock, and Chicago. Ocean's 8? No. Oh, yeah, Sandra Bullock, right? I, haven't even I don't get it. Is that a prequel to Ocean's 11? No, it's a reboot. They're reboot. Is that like oh, Danny Ocean's little sis? <laughs> it is! Think? Is that right? What? Yeah. What? Matt, Matt Damon is in it. Oh, my Joey. God. Joey, why didn't you, did you so write Joey this? pretty much wrote Ocean's Joey? 8. <laughs> Sam's in Rampage and Joey wrote Ocean's 8. I was on this script. I went to Hollywood with it. There, there, is a, um, there, is a, there is an Onion article that was like, man, man keeps watching Ocean's 8 trailer. Trying to find the protagonist. Yeah. Oh, it's man. Like, all I see so are all these uh, female love interests. <laughs> Were you guys aware that there's a sequel to The Strangers coming out in 2018? Yeah, and The Sicaro 2, which is really weird. Sicaro, oh, so yeah. Soldado. Man, I don't get that. Sicaro. That was, that was my favorite movie that I saw this year, but didn't come out this year. Mm-hmm. I love Sicario. It's going to be fucking sweet. Isle of Dogs. We got Wes Anderson. Oh, I can't wait for Isle of Dogs. Yeah. Have you seen the trailer for Isle of Dogs? Yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> so Mary good. Poppins, too. Do you ever notice that I Love Dogs sounds like I Love Dogs? I do. I do. Every day. <laughs> I do love dogs. Sam, you get to choose the next film. Do you want some time to think about it? Nope, I got it. Melancholia. You would pick a large Van Trier movie. Dude, I know, man. Fuck you, dude. I think he should be disqualified for saying no. For over pretentious. Uh, yeah. I'm sick of these pretentious directors. Yeah, right? yeah. Why, 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 no, forget it. Forget it. I was going to pick that one, but you probably wouldn't understand it. I'm changing my mind. My new answer. I think she'd go to whoever got second place. Joey, shut up. My new answer. I have a new answer. Shut up. I have a new Answer. My new answer. Yeah. I have an oh, honor. I, I have an honorable no, mention okay. of 2017 that no one would have ever brought up. Yeah, it's made no one's best list. It also <laughs> probably made a shitload of worst list. But I watched it the other night and I texted Sam about it. I was like, Sam, you have no idea. You have to watch this movie. It's The Great Wall with Matt Damon. Ah. No, did you know it's about aliens? No, they're battling aliens. No, that's the plot of the movie. It's amazing. <laughs> it's, wow. The first 15 minutes, there's more CG action than, like, any other movie I saw that came out this year. It's absolutely ridiculous. Go watch The Great Wall. Well, uh, if you wanted to hear more things like this, you can find all of our episodes on iTunes. You can also go to soundcloud.com slash movieshowtheater or find us wherever you find your podcasts. Uh, Until next time, I'm Jimmy Malone. I'm Joey. Hello, my name is Sam Ball. I'm Norm Burns. And this has been Movie Show Theater. Theater.